calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. This is a CFA Institute summary of the Financial Analyst Journal article, Option Investor Rationality Revisited, The Role of Exercise Boundary Violations, published in the first quarter issue of Volume 76, 2020. What's the investment issue? Options contracts come in two styles, American options, which allow holders to exercise the option rights at any time up until the day of expiration, and a European options, which can be exercised only on the expiration date. Theoretically, an American call on a non-dividend-paying stock should never be exercised early because of the lost interest payments. Therefore, many researchers have concluded that the significant proportion of American options that are exercised early represent irrational decision-making by investors. However, this theory does not wholly account for intraday trading frictions. Options typically exhibit wide bid-ask spreads. In contrast to previous empirical studies based on closing prices and quotes, the authors consider intraday data. They define an exercise boundary violation as a situation when the best bid price available for an option is lower than the option's intrinsic value, that is, the amount by which it is currently in the money. They examine a large cross-section of U.S. equity options to discover how prevalent exercise boundary violations are to find whether the theoretical argument against early exercise is applicable in practice. How do the authors tackle the issue? The authors look at calls and puts on 2,945 stocks across all expiration months for 21 trading days during March 2010. To compare the prices for the options and the underlying stocks simultaneously, they use intraday price and quote data observed at one-minute intervals. They classify the ratios of strike price to stock price in three groupings, representing the extent to which the options are in the money. Deep in the money, mid in the money, and near in the money. They also set up three maturity categories. Near term, one month to expiration or less. Medium term, two or four months. And long term, over more months. Using this sample, the authors determine the frequency with which exercise boundary violations arise in each of these categories. Using the sample, the authors determine the frequency with which exercise boundary violations arise in each of these categories, the exercise boundary violations magnitude, and their persistence, the extent to which they last throughout the trading day. The authors calculate the frequency and size of trades above and below the exercise boundary violation boundary price to investigate whether options traders over the sample period avoided the most extreme boundary violations. They then examine the extent to which exercise boundary violations affect trading decisions using logit regressions and compute the probability of options being exercised early. What are the findings? The author's most important finding is how common, persistent and economically significant exercise boundary violations are. Across the entire sample, 48.6% of option quotes exhibit exercise boundary violations. The best available bid across eight options exchanges is on average $0.31 below intrinsic value. The frequency of exercise boundary violations is particularly high among deep and mid-in-the-money options with shorter maturity periods, whereas 90% or more of bids are below intrinsic value, in other words, in situations where the time value is low. 
The authors also find that when investors elect to sell exercise boundary violation prices, the violations tend to be smaller than average, suggesting that the investors are reasonably successful in avoiding the worst boundary violations. Amongst all in-the-money options trades in the sample, just 12.77% of trading volume and 2.25% of trades occur below the boundary price. Though this still represents a dollar loss of up to $32.9 billion for the month from suboptimal trades. Through their logit regressions, estimating the likelihood of early exercise, the authors find, as expected, a strong relationship to moneyness, the probability that the option will still be in the money at maturity. They show that early exercise is significantly influenced by the existence of exercise boundary violations and their duration, the number of minutes during the trading day that an option exhibits a boundary violation. What are the implications for investors and investment managers? The author's empirical findings dispute the theoretical principle that American call options should never be exercised early. In practice, the authors find that investors who exercise early may often be acting rationally because of the high incidence of exercise boundary violations. Such exercise boundary violations should not occur in a frictionless market, but their frequency and persistence demonstrate that liquidity issues are highly significant in options markets. In theory, American options are worth the same as European ones with the same terms, which implies that the usual pricing model is equally good for both. But if, as the authors argue, early exercise of an American call can often be the optimal strategy for investors, then the pricing of American options relative to the equivalent European contracts needs to be reconsidered. A number of other issues also need to be reassessed, such as how investors should measure the effective bid-ask spread in the options market and how in-the-money options positions should be marked to market. Furthermore, boundary violations have potential implications for the calculation of an option's implied volatility. Typically, the implied volatility is determined from the bid-ask midpoint. However, under exercise boundary violations, the mid-market estimate will be biased or even undefined when the quote midpoint falls below intrinsic value. The authors say, to our considerable surprise, however, we found that in practice it is the norm, not the exception. A higher value is generally realized by the so-called irrational exercise of liquidating an American option within a few months of maturity than by selling the option at the best available bid in the market. That was a summary of the Financial Analyst Journal article, Option Investor Rationality Revisited, The Role of Exercise Boundary Violations, published in the first quarter issue of Volume 76. You can find the text of the summary on cfainstitute.org with links to the original article.